0: Welcome to Movies, Films, and Flicks. I am Mark Hoffmeyer, and joining me is the award-winning host of the Award Wieners Movie Review Podcast. It's David Cross. What's going on, dude? Good to have you, man. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. And All right, so thank you for joining me for this very special MFF trailer talk. I think this was almost destined to be, because as soon as this Willy's Wonderland trailer was released, I started getting messages on Twitter, Facebook Messenger, text message, Facebook, you message me. Right? Everyone just started message, messaging me this Nick Cage movie where he battles puppets in a Chuck E. Cheese-esque place where he's supposed to be a human sacrifice. And so you and I got talking, like, well, let's just do a quick trailer talk about this movie because you and I have covered a lot of Nick Cage and, like, over over the course of our show, we talked about Mandy, which... Yeah, you did Mandy. You were on Mandy? Yeah,
1: yeah, I did. I did. I mean, yeah.
0: Mandy's one of my these. These all blur together. Mandy's one of my favorite movies of the last five movie, of five years. It really is. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's beautiful. Is that is it's, that a stretch? Yeah, it's brilliant. It, no, it's it's an amazing film across the board. I love that film. And so you know, in this one we have Nick Cage in a Ringer T-shirt. He's a quiet drifter, tricked into a janitorial job, and now condemned Wally's... Oh, no, they call it Wally's Wonderland. They call it Wally, but it's Willy's. That's interesting. I wonder if, like, well, Wally, Wally World... It was originally Wally's. Yeah. It was originally Wally's Wonderland, and they
1: changed it to Willy's Wonderland, probably under- to capitalize off of Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah. And then avoid Wally World. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But that's, like, fiction, fictitious, too. So oh, yeah, I that's true. I think it's true. more along the lines of trying to, to connect the two in people's brains, because oh my god what was
0: that movie well, you chocolate didn't, Factory. that was a nightmare in there for those children getting exactly. sucked in a exactly. chocolate and... yeah, yeah. Ooh, i like that and so yeah. the mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of de- demonic animatronics who have blood fists fly kicks land titans clash and only one side will make it out alive
1: and it's Nick Cage. Nick yes. Cage is the slide that's going to make it out alive. Before we dive too deep in this, I wanted to also say I got a lot of text from people about this movie when the trailer <laughs> dropped. Uh, and I was like, one, I already know about this. Thanks. <laughs> but two, I was like, did they did they focus test this with a group of one? And that group of one is me. <laughs> like my my uh, partner, Sarah, literally said, like,
0: they came here and like, this is the movie that made for you and no one else <laughs> this is exactly your movie <laughs> they're recording you right now and they just know everything about you they've recorded every episode of award wieners and the movie films and flicks podcast and deep blue Sea the podcast which you joined us so mm-hmm. uh i i think what i like about this movie is and and what i like about nick cage is a lot of people have talked about how he does these really horrible films and yes he has USS but indianapolis primal stolen stuff like that but left behind left behind but he also takes time to star in movies like joe with david gordon green which is excellent Uh, the joe mandy combo of him killing trees like it's a great kill tree killing tree combo of one word titles with people's names he starred in color out of space by what richard stanley and that that is not an exploitation film by any means that is a film it's a proper movie and so this one like you said i mean this seems this is a good idea, and this was on the Blood List by the writer Geo Parsons. So the Blood List is same as the Black List of mm-hmm. unproduced horror scripts. And David, you're a producer, right? You're a yeah, producer yeah. over at Screen Media Films, who has a chicken uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul uh, company. Who has they own Crackle? They recently bought Crackle, and they released Jesus Rolls, the Big Lebowski sequel, and The Outpost, which is mm-hmm. the like one of my favorite 2020 films. So you're the producer, right? You're sitting in your office. You have a gigantic cigar. You have a gruff voice. You chewing sound like it. you've been chewing gravel for 30 years. Like, oh, yeah, who's next? Who's next? This guy walks in and says, listen, a night janitor at a Chuck E. Cheese esque place is attacked by demon animatronics, and Nick Cage wants to be in it. You would just yell, cut the chat. Like, it's all.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. How much is it going to cost? Double it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: How much do you need? Well, after strict budgeting and doing everything, I only need one million. You get three.
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so i i before i forget like i recently went through to figure out how many movies nick Cage has been making every year and the for and it's like six a year wow uh i mean he's not fully in all he's not the main star in all these movies but he has like significant parts in about six movies a year in the last four or five years easy and i, I guess i would say like every five or six is a banger
0: yes that's uh, yep. right? like yep. it's like
1: he does a bunch of cameos and then he's like boom this movie willie's world and, and that,
0: Willy's wonderland that's what makes him interesting right he mm-hmm. you're, you're like oh he, uss indianapolis that's crap but then mandy comes out and it's a work of art and it's then fantastic. color space comes out and it's a work of art and you're just what is happening with cage and, and so this movie actually shot in atlanta for uh and uh, for a month now when we look through this cast there's a lot of, like, you know, Beth Grant, who's in here, who I love. She was in, like, Donnie Darko, Speed, No Country for Old Men, uh, a series of unfortunate events. As the cop, you have all these different young actors and actresses who have been in some decent stuff. So, Nick Cage probably shows up to this movie for three weeks, let's say. Or two weeks. He does all of his scenes. Because he, then you get this the coverage with the other actors, the animatronic puppets. So, he's it's easy for him to make these movies. This one, right? It's just... It's a home run, and they've already made money on it. I read because they've already sold off all the foreign rights all around the world. And the reason being is the guy who owns the company, he's like, This people are interested in this because it's genre and it's also a potential cult classic with Nick Cage. So they've already made money on this movie before it came out. So give Nick Cage two mil, put a couple mil into the movie, and you, you this is a very smart formula, David, and it looks yeah, beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's what, five? It was like a $5 million budget. Yeah, and yeah. More, like half that goes to Cage, probably, because he's the one that get you foreign sales. He's the one that gets you... Like every, Almost every single publication shared this trailer. So it's worth paying him half the budget. And I have a question for you. So we only saw a minute and 50 seconds of this film, but he's got to know that the owner of this Wonderland is setting him up because the Spike Strip... Then he chugs an energy drink and punch. it's
1: called punch, by the way, oh, punch. Oh, it's so beautiful punch energy drink.
0: Uh, and then, so, Hey, I'll give you this job. If you work, clean up stuff, I'll fix your car. He knows something's up. I bet you he's going in there to wreck stuff. What do you think?
1: Yeah, there, there's something going on here that the trailer is trying to not let out. I mean, I saw this as a Western, a modern Western mashed with horror. This is a guy who doesn't speak. And it from what I understand from reading about this film, he Nicholas Cage has basically no lines, like mm-hmm. none. Even I, 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 I bet he might have one line. Um, but he doesn't speak. He's a silent, tough type. Uh, comes into town, gets sent on a mission, and he doesn't leave because he has honor and he said he was gonna do it, so he's gonna do
0: it. And that's what I think is going on. Uh, and I hope it's that actually. <laughs> the director called it Pale Rider, which you nailed. Mm-hmm exactly Mm -hmm. meets killer clowns from outer space oh i love that movie by the way (laughs) yeah and and i love i mean you know what's interesting when you say that i see it from the trailer pale rider man who doesn't say much comes into town and battles really silly creatures killer clowns or these animatronics and the director said he took a lot of inspiration from sam raimi with this kind of Mm -hmm. gonzo filmmaking he said his actors don't go as big they play it more seriously but he said the blood, the cameras, the, the, the vibe is more serious. But they the director wanted to kind of... The director, uh, Kevin Lewis, wanted to make an, an Evil Dead-type film played a little more seriously. Without Bruce Willis... What, what do we call him? Throwing all the mush gags in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Bruce. Bruce Campbell. Oh, that was bad. Yeah. Bruce Campbell throwing in all his uh, B-movie uh, uh, stylings into it. But I mean... Man, what a... Okay. Do these puppets have blood?
1: No, I don't think so. I think it's, it's oil. I, I oh, think it's, it's oil. It's dark and it's going to look like blood to, to get, get what, a PG 13 rating. Oh. I bet this is an R. No, you can kidding me. I bet this is an R rating.
0: Or maybe one of the things like a human explodes on him. So that's why he's covered mm-hmm. in blood later in the trailer. Yeah, that could, that's definitely be it. Yeah. These kids uh, seem like there's some pretty decent actors in this though. Some of the kids that they got, like they're not, they they've done a lot of work. So I don't it's pretty interesting that uh this is a total cheapo film but they seem to have gotten some talent in here which is another smart I mean, idea.
1: I mean if someone came to you just like the just like the movie producer who doubled the budget if you someone came to you and was like we have this movie with Nick Cage who's going to rage cage throughout this entire thing rage cage is his last like 10 years like Pete cage uh and they ask you to do it as an actor like it's going to take yeah. you a month would you not say yes? Right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm it's only there location? for a few. Yeah, like, I'm what, only there location? for a few
0: weeks. Sure, why not? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, yeah. There's no reason not to do this. Like, this is 100 percent going to be a banger.
0: It looks like the actress in here that that's talking to him, like trying to tell him all the expository dialogue about the place being being haunted. It's Emily Tosta, and she's been in Mayans FC, Party of Five, The Resident. I mean, that's a pretty big. She's been in some big films, so I, I don't know. I'm excited. I don't. Because sometimes you get these actors, you're like, "Where? Who are these people?" And it's just the line readings sound like terrible, horribly uncomfortable. <laughs> but it, it looks like they've surrounded him with some decent talent, and these animatronics look cool. Like, there's some neat puppetry in here. There's some cool yeah. work done. It makes me happy. Yeah. Are
1: you Are you nervous at all? They're not going to pull off the animatronics, and I, I can explain why I'm asking this question. Uh, I watched the Banana Splits movie, which is a horror movie with animatronics in it. And mm-hmm. it was terrible. Uh, sorry, but I wrote that review. It's out there. I don't want to change my mind. Uh, but I always feel like animatronics, animatronics can go to camp
0: really quickly. So the, the 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 person responsible for the creature costumer, her name is Judy Bowerman. And she's worked on Congo. She was a suit fabricator for Stan Winston. She did The Island of Dr. Moreau, Lake hmm. Placid, Inspector Gav- Gadget. She did... Evolution. She did Scary Movie 2. She did The Marijuana Plant, Ginger Snaps. I mean, so, and she also worked on The Lost World. And she also did costume construction for Universal Soldier. So, the person Solid. that they got doing the special effects on this movie, she has been on. I mean, she's a Stan Winston person. So, yes, the budget won't be a lot, but the talent that they got to make these movies and then the creature designer as well kenneth j hall like this is a guy who worked on critters uh he worked on um you know just he's been working just constantly puppet master movies Carn- he did carnosaur so he's a a roger corman person who knows how to work on a budget so i think this movie's got some talent i really do yeah the, yeah i'm very excited for it um i don't want to hate on the director but I, I the guy the guy's made nothing but kind of b films That uh, And he hasn't made a movie in a long time. So, I mean, I'm just worried about what what Kevin Lewis can bring to it. Because, you know what's interesting, David? Like, simple is not easy. If you think about some of the greatest horror films ever, the the central concept of them is very simple. But they get messed up a lot. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles this as regards to kind of maybe falling into camp or forcing Mm -hmm. camp or not letting the camp be organic. That's what I could worry about a little bit, is you're exploiting Cage as opposed to... Because Cage works best with a, a Cosmatos or a Stanley or a, mm-hmm. a Spike Jones. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what happens here. Or Werner Herzog. <laughs> so, you let
1: him improvise, and then you
0: cut down to what you
1: need. Okay.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. That's that. That's my one thing, is, is kind of how the director is able to handle this movie. But the special yeah. effects acting, I think, look great.
1: Yeah. Do you want to talk about some of our favorite moments from the trailer yeah all, i want to do all like 100,
0: 100 and want to like do top, top five top top three what do you want to do i don't know
1: if i could do top five let's do let's do top three okay i got uh, these are not in particular order honestly these are just like three moments we should we should pay attention to the pinball disco dancing number one number, number one. one two yeah, yeah i saw that and i was like that's the nick cage freak out moment that's what people are paying for right there
0: i mean he's just he's disco dancing and playing pinball there's nothing better than that i love it yeah it makes me so happy absolutely uh, what, and then, what, what's yours well i i i would
1: say um when he murders the animatronic ostrich yes because i think ostriches are dumb looking and i was like take it out on that ostrich i don't like you
0: <laughs> oh man he's just whomping on that thing he's playing drums on it,
1: it but the way they cut it is like he doesn't even hesitate he just like breaks his, his uh, mop in half he's like i guess i'm killing an animatronic ostrich
0: <laughs> zero thought oh it's beautiful it's very. I wonder if he's channeling his Kurt Russell from Soldier. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. I mean, we got to say the beginning, right? Where his his Chevy gets tire, the tires, the tires uh spikes Hi. take out his tires. He looks around and then he just immediately chugs an energy drink. I mean, it's just punch. I – right.
1: I mean I, I literally stopped it and froze the screen to see what the name was and
0: when I saw it was Punch I
1: was like I'm in I'm in so hard mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I guess I would also point to when they say he's not he's not trapped in here with them they're trapped <laughs> here with him Oh like, this I think I screwed that well, I, screwed, I screwed that up but uh yeah. it was big um oh my god Watchmen vibes <laughs> <laughs> It's also great. I love the idea of like the bad guys feel like, "Oh, we're screwed." <laughs>
0: I want I want to start feeling bad for the
1: the <laughs> animatronics.
0: <laughs> oh, don't kill them. Uh, I guess for me, it's just seeing Beth Grant in this movie because she's been working where she she throws her sort of he see he seems like a seemingly uh, non experienced fellow officer a shotgun and she's like get tough or something. i forget what she says but it's cool <laughs> seeing Beth. Really work. <laughs> yeah we're going yeah it's just cool seeing her take charge and have a central role it makes me happy like lynn Shea in the insidious sequels mm-hmm. or prequels she's the main character in movies that made 180 million dollars worldwide lynn Shea. and it just makes me happy that she's headlining films i know beth grant isn't headlining this she's been putting in work for many years, and now she gets to have a shotgun and go hunt animatronic demon puppets. So that's my second, just seeing her toss a shotgun. I was like, what is happening? This is beautiful. Yeah. Well, I
1: I, I guess my final one, if you don't count that we both did the same one for number one, is sort of the implications of fighting people inside a funhouse, in a Wonderland, in a Chuck E. Cheese. And immediately when I saw this film, my mind started going, what are the crazy kills are going to happen with the machines that are in there? Are they going to beat someone to death with the mole thing? Like the mole game. Oh are, they gonna, are they going to are they going to try to drown someone in a ball pit? Or like what do you have what's going to happen in this place that is like you have to do something with? Like
0: pizza dough pizza kill oven, somebody. Right? There has yeah, you have to put someone through the pizza pizza oven. Like otherwise <laughs> why even make this movie? Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. I, there, there looks like there's going to be a kitchen fight and you know I love kitchen fights, David. Mhm. My yeah, number one. Yeah. He puts duct tape on a cut.
1: <laughs> is it getting hot in here? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing, though? It is really good. I got a cut. Really
0: I'll put duct tape on it. It's It says everything you need to know about the character. And I think it's interesting. Like I I have a feeling that this guy either knows what he's doing. He came to town to take this out because someone else died there. Or, like you said, he's trying to finish his job so he can get his money and leave town. It's, it's a neat concept. And... Putting this Drifter Nick Cage in there, ah, man, it's perfect casting. Yeah, perfect cast. I can't wait. I I have some
1: questions, some random questions for you based off this trailer. How do you how how stoked are you this compared to Mandy? Like when you saw the Mandy soundtrack, we were like, this looks great. Uh, Or like, I'm just trying to see like gauge your level of excitement compared to Mandy.
0: Okay, so Mandy, you can't top Mandy because that's a 90% film made by panos cosmatos that was art and when you see the Mm -hmm. trailer when you see the cutting when you know the director and his other film and when you know that andrea riseborough and linus roach are in it Mm -hmm. if i see andrea riseborough in a movie it's not bad right she's she makes everything better Mm -hmm. so for me i was excited about mandy because it felt like a return to form it felt like he was back in a prestige film yeah yeah i agree I didn't I really didn't think anything could go wrong with Mandy. This movie though, I'm 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 very excited but I'm a little worried because mm-hmm. it could fall too much into exploiting cage and that hasn't worked out well. So I'm hoping yeah. that the good cast and the solid script that was on the blood list and the solid animatronics can create something fun. I hope it's 80 minutes long. Uh, I'm not quite sure if I can see the time of it, but no, I'm not. Compared to those movies, this is much less excited for this. Yeah. What about you?
1: I would gauge this. I am less excited for this than Mandy, but I'm still very excited. It's like a 10 versus an eight. Uh, You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, I'm going to see them both. Mm -hmm. Um, I do also worry a little bit about like, how do I put this? Not utilizing Nicolas Cage correctly Mm -hmm. because he makes choices. And if you don't if you're not strong enough to either understand and go with his choices or push back and edit those choices out, uh, your film's going to look really wacko. Like, so, for example, about example of this, I recently watched Jiu Jitsu, which is a comic mm. book action movie. Uh, Nick Cage is in it and he has what I'm going to describe as the most Nicolas Cage moment of any film I've seen. And I don't want to ruin it too much, but I would say that the scene doesn't work in the film. It's a great Nicolas Cage scene. Like you watch this movie and you're just like, this is great. But like as a film, you're like I don't understand what's happening. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so I, I I agree with your sort of assessment that I am apprehensive the apprehensive about Kevin Lewis directing it. But I believe the producers are the same producers who did Killer Class from Outer Space.
0: So like that gives me hope. Oh, this has big names on it. Yeah, the producers yeah. are big. Yeah. So I maybe they just hired a director. It's interesting. I I I hope the directors is the thing we're dunking on them. It would just be interesting to see because remember in Mandy the bathroom freak out. Mm-hmm. He's freaking out because his wife was just, or his partner was burnt to death. And there were some weird Cenobite bikers and it's a justified freak out.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that
0: scene, that freak out works out re- in accordance to that. So I don't know, but I, I will say though, I'm leaning closer towards it being an excellent film. I mean, I was looking at the specs of this movie and, and they shot with ARIA Lexas. Uh, they, you know, they use like these cool, like, uh, PS technique evolution anamorphic lenses. That's a great camera. And so they, they have a good camera. They have a good cast, experienced producers. So if I had to put money on this going a, one way or the other, I'd probably say I'd lean more towards the positive end of it just because I don't know the talent involved, but I am a little worried. Yeah. I'm worried. I'm worried. It's. Not not worried, apprehensive. Yeah, there it is. That's a great word. Yeah, you're you're like you're like you want it to be great. You want everyone
1: though do do great. You're just you know, Cage does six movies a year, and again four of those are probably bad. So <laughs> you gotta gotta hedge your bets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say that. I guess we would be we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the similarities of this movie to the uh, um oh my God, I just blanked on the name. Uh, Five Nights at Five Nights. Oh at Freddy's? yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I am not familiar with that video game. I know it came out in 2014 or 2015. I, I can't remember which one. It's very popular. And it's about a security guard who has to survive X nights in essentially a uh, Wheelie's Wonderland or a Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, there does seem to be a lot of similarities, but there also seems to be enough differences that it's fine. Like the idea that uh, uh, Five Nights at Freddy owns killer animatronics not true. Nowhere near the true. Yeah. <laughs> like people have been making fun of like how scary animatronics are for 30 years. Like mm-hmm. not, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. worried about it. And I also read that uh, Blumhouse is producing a film for Five Nights at Freddy's. And it, it, so Jason Blum was like, it's still being worked on. But then the creator of Five Nights at Freddy was like, we're, we've set a lot of script and it's coming out or start filming in 2021. So it's like a little like unclear what's happening to it. Uh, but it seems to be
0: being worked on. I mean, I typed in Willy's Wonderland lawsuit just to see. I did too, yeah. Did and nothing too. popped up. And Blum, yep. Blumhouse is on it, man. I mean, they're... They wouldn't have let this movie happen. That's big universal business. So this had... This must have had enough difference. I mean, this was also The script was on the blood list for who knows how long before... Maybe, you know, it was on the blood list before Five Nights at Freddy's. So, I mean, it's... There's no lawsuit, so I think it'll be fine. You know, what, one of the producers on this yeah. movie is Adam Rifkin, the guy who directed Detroit Rock City and wrote Small Soldiers. No, really? Yeah. There's uh, there's some interesting names on these movies. So uh... again, Nick Cage beating up
1: animatronic killers, sign me up. <laughs> well, how much do you want? You want me to just hang out and give you my advice? Okay.
0: <laughs> oh man, it's uh.
1: Yeah. Like, this what is, this what is other funny. people do they go to for this? Like you go to Cage. Who else do you go to? Like I don't. I don't know. Oh man. Um, this is a movie that Bruce Willis would have done 100%. Except he hasn't done a good movie in seven years. <laughs> Walton Goggins. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really good. Timothy yeah. Oliphant? Maybe. I mean, he he's Timothy Oliphant's really good. He would he would have maybe done this. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza. I can we talk? I mean, this is sidebar, but. Aubrey Plaza is doing work. Yeah, like the stuff she's been doing in the last five years, everything I see, I'm just like, wow, you are an actress. You are
0: really, really good. I, I just watched Black Bear, awesome. And Ingrid goes west. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, she's crushing it, man. Legion. She would be a really good choice for this movie. Now that you mention it, Legion's one of my favorite TV shows of of recent memory. So I love that. I mean, Mackie. I think Anthony Mackie. He's been doing a lot of funky movies. He'd be fun in this. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know. Yeah. Sky it Adkins. almost
1: works better as someone who is older and quiet. It's like they have the ability to, to, to act with their body and not just use words. Like, mm-hmm. this, this is all going to be Nicolas Cage grunting and shifting and, and reaction shots. Um, oh, that's beautiful. And that's a tough role, I think. I think that's a tough position to put an actor in.
0: It's going to be interesting to see how the younger actors can handle the expository dialogue. <laughs> and there's going to be some gratuity in this. You saw some of these scenes. Like, they're going some full... Gratuity on this, so it'll be interesting how that blends in as well. But all right, let's do. We've never done this. This is our trailer talk. Odds. What are the odds that this is fresh or rotten?
1: Oh, this is. I would say this is going to be eighty-five percent fresh. Really? Yeah, I think this movie is going to be fresh. Like, like as long as there's no like campaign to tank it,
0: I think it's going to be fresh. Oh man, I'm going to say. 59%. No, no, it's fresh. It'll be 63% fresh.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're probably closer, but I... <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going high. I'm going high. I'm going high.
0: <laughs> well, this. thank you for joining me, man. This. I, I'm really, I think, I'm, I'm excited for this movie. I'm glad we got to talk about it. You and I got so many messages about it that I think it's just worth talking about. And it's also fun just talking about Cage. Yeah. Ugh. I mean,
1: one day we're going to do a Cage match and just...
0: Talk and rank
1: movies from Cage. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's yeah. do it now. All right. All right. So, uh, first one, this movie. Yeah. Mandy. Mandy. Whoever gets Mandy wins. Period. Done. Yeah, exactly.
0: Game oh, gosh. So good. And I, I just did a Raising Arizona episode with Norbert. And I adore that movie. Holly Hunter slept on, though, in that film. Holly Hunter is like my favorite part of that. But hey, thank you for joining me, David. Thank you. This is great. All right. So, for me, Mark Hoffmeyer, and for David Cross, the host of the award winners movie review podcast. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. David uh, talks f- talks about Academy best picture winning Academy Award films. You, that makes sense. I said it backwards. And they also come up with a hot dog recipe. It's wonderful. They have covered some, like half the movies by now. We are up
1: to episode. We're in the mid-50s. My my latest episode dropped this week. It was How Green Was My Valley, which famously beat out and Kane in <laughs> 1941. Uh, I describe us as... Uh, Lowbrow low conversation about highbrow movies.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Right, hot dog recipe, real quick about this movie, and then we're getting out of here.
1: Oh, th- I mean, this is really hard. I, like, you can't have like a metal hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> going, ooh, yeah. Okay. Let me think about this. Cheese dog. Um, I, well, I think it's some type of pizza with a hot dog on it. Like, it's going to be like a really crappy, taped, flavorless pizza with hot dog slices on it. That's mushy and not fully cooked because that's all the pizza at chuck e cheese
0: i love it or an emu burger or emu, emu. Dog.
1: i've got ostrich burgers they taste like nothing <laughs> <laughs> like they're chicken just they like chicken that's right. not a joke they literally do <laughs> right,
0: well thank you for joining me man
1: thanks this is great
0: all right so for me mark hoffmeyer for david cross this is movies films and flicks we'll see you next week